Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Clean slates and clean pins. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring. The greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It's you, and it's me, and we're talking all things wrestling here on the In This League Podcast Network. Don't forget to join the ITL Army over on Patreon. Subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. Just click that little bell so you know every time a new pod is released, and... Don't forget to follow us on social media at In This Ring and at Joe Pisa PS17. It's a new year. Yes, it is. How exciting. The start of wrestling season. That's what January really is, isn't it? I mean, wrestling never stops, but it does always feel like January is the beginning of what will be the season finale with WrestleMania. And then turn over once again into a whole new year buy Money in the Bank and SummerSlam and some of the other events at other companies. And speaking of other companies, we're going to talk New Japan today. A lot to go on there with Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to talk AEW, who might have hit all-time low last week, in my opinion, in one segment. We'll talk about that, what they need to do to dig themselves out of the hole. And, of course, we'll talk WWE. I was at the WWE Holiday Event live with my children. It's a tradition. This is the fifth year in a row. It would have been six had it not been for COVID. But, unfortunately, uh, they did not hold a show in 2020. So, we did not attend said show. But uh, it was uh, it was fun. Uh, we were missing uh, one or two people that were supposed to be there. Drew McIntyre was supposed to be there. He was not cleared to compete. Uh, I would say... The Bloodline match at the end, very entertaining. We had the Bloodline uh, against Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens magical after the event, too, talking to the crowd. Uh, just, you know, if you love wrestling, you gotta love Kevin Owens, I think. Like, he's just great. Big fan of KO. I love how he continues to just grind his way. And he seems like he's really over again, too, which is terrific. So, KO was terrific. Uh, honestly, the highlight of the night was probably Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler, to be honest, which you might not have thought. It was kind of a, it was a light card in the women's wrestling. But uh, credit to Liv Morgan and Shayna. They had a street fight on a house show. Granted, it's the garden, so it's not really your run-of-the-mill house show in, you know, some podunk town somewhere. This is the WWE home headquarters kind of situation. Uh, but after the match, Liv Morgan stayed for, oh God, it felt like five to 10 extra minutes and was taking selfies with everybody and hugging kids and kissing babies and, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. It was, it was great. I mean, she is a, um, you know, that's also her hometown. She's from Jersey. So you're really connecting with the fans there, which is very cool. So Liv Morgan getting over there. Good to see Shayna Baszler getting some singles work too. Yeah. She's losing everybody, but I don't know how long that's going to last. We'll see. More about that, too, because we got to talk about Ronda Rousey and a whole lot more. But um, got to see Walter in person, too, uh, in the uh, in the fun six-person or five-person. I forget what it was with the, um, the ladder match for the IC Championship. That was fun. Uh, Santos Escobar had an injury in that match, but he was sensational. Uh, he stole that match for me. I know he's kind of in his mid to late 30s now, I believe, but 
they got to push this guy to the moon because that guy's a rock star. He is first class, big time star power potential. Uh, they also signed Dragon Lee, so that should be really exciting too. Uh, who's younger than uh, Santos Escobar, but they're really pushing some of this uh, Latin talent, which I think is terrific, and I want to see more of that. But Santos Escobar specifically is a guy that, you know, he connects, man. He gets it. He's the real deal. He's got main event potential in him. Uh, I think he will be Intercontinental Champion at some point. I think he's got that other gear inside of him too. If uh, he is pushed correctly and given just this chance to get over, you know, here's the thing. Like, he's as good of a wrestler as Andrade. You could even argue better in some things. But, such a better promo. And that's the thing. You know, Andrade always struggled. You know, Andrade's a good-looking guy. He's a better-looking guy. No offense, Santos. Uh, who I appreciate you liking my tweet about you on the Twitter machine, Santos. Shout out to you, Santos Escobar. Because you are a star. But the promo skills are night and day. And you gotta get over with the promo skills or you gotta have a great manager. You know, the trick with Andrade is he couldn't talk, so they put him with Zelina Vega and it worked. And, you know, they didn't really do it right on the WWE roster, unfortunately, for him. We'll see if he'll end up back there at some point. But it's 2023, so it's obviously time to talk a little rumble. My early predictions, time to get back on track. I had a run there for three straight years where I predicted the winners correctly. Last year, ugh, last year's rumble was terrible. One of the worst rumbles ever, if not the worst. It was a hot mess, so I don't feel so bad about getting it wrong necessarily, but oh, God, ugh, ugh, bad news. We'll talk about that as well. So uh, a lot to get to, obviously, today, but let's start with the biggest news, which is Sasha Banks, or should I say Mercedes Money? I thought it was Mercedes Monet, which sounded much better with a little hyphen at the end or whatever the hell, you know, a little, uh, you know, at the end, but I, I, okay, Mercedes Money, whatever. Uh, she immediately came out after Kyrie Sane's match, which I'm all for the two of them fighting two very athletic, you know, star power gals. So Sasha got her way January new fresh start. Uh, people are already blaming her for a botch and all this stuff on social media, which is stupid because really Kyrie didn't hit her feet. How could she possibly take the finisher if she didn't hit her feet? She went right down to the knees. So she missed it. So really that was on Kyrie, but it's a bad look because people are looking to, you know, poke at Sasha and that, whatever. I mean, that's, that is what it is. So that's going to be a good program. I mean, I give credit to New Japan. People are saying, oh, well, she didn't get a big pop. That's well, because the Japanese audience, A, doesn't watch a lot of WWE. It's not really readily available as much there. Uh, they watch it, but it's not the same as it is, let's say, in England or in other countries like that or in Mexico, where it's just much more available. Um, and also, there's so many restrictions, too. They're just now allowed to cheer again. So, I mean, you're not going to expect a huge pop necessarily. This is more for New Japan to get eyeballs on their product from the States. And it's going to work. It's going to work because I'm going to watch it. I'm sure some of you are going to watch it. But she's the first of the four horsewomen to leave the company, to leave WWE. And we understand why. She wanted to be paid like the other big-time gals. And you know what? They didn't want to do it. And this is good for her. Let her go out there and prove that she's a big draw. Let her go out there and have some moments where she can, you know do wrestle kingdom you know she's gonna probably be the person who shows up as uh, soraya's partner on AEW, the mystery partner uh good luck with that you know um but i just you know i think at the end of the day she will be back in wwe i always say they always come back because they always do but i think this is good for her let her go out there and experience some other things do some other things and then come back home and that'll be a good situation for her by then in a year or two. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be more than a year or two. I really don't. 
uh, I would be very surprised because I think what she's going to find out is, ugh, not so great out there. It's kind of rough out there. Catering is much better in WWE. Travel's much better in WWE. The people I'm working with are much better in WWE. So I think that'll happen. But sometimes you got to leave to come back to higher life form. And we've seen that with wrestlers in the past many, many times. Certainly in the WCW days, it all happened back and forth. But, you know, I think for this instance here in this situation, it probably makes sense for Sasha to do that. See if she become a higher life form and then come back in a couple years and that'll be good. Um, so we'll see what that feud becomes. Okada defeats Jay White to become uh, world heavyweight champion. Not too surprising there. They put the belt back on uh, Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Kenny Omega, though, defeated Will Ospreay. I just want to talk about this for a second here, okay? Because ugh, Kenny Omega's ego must be absolutely minuscule. Can he not show up on television without a belt? They've been wrestling the same goddamn match seven times for the last two months here. And I'm not saying some of them were good, some of them were fun. But, oh, God, every single week, I gotta watch the same thing over and over. Like, I get it. Like, best of seven is not for this. This is not, it's not meant for me on TV every week. That wasn't what the best of seven idea was. It was to build it up in the territory days. That's how you did it, because not everybody saw every match because it wasn't on TV. But anyway, ugh. Here we go. Will Ospreay losing to Kenny Omega. I don't understand this. Will Ospreay, at this point, is at his peak... And the only assumption I can understand is this, is that Kenny Omega decides he wants to walk back on AEW with a New Japan title on him. Because, again, if you don't have a title in AEW, you're one of the four people who don't. God, everybody gets a title. You get a title, I get a title. And you know what that proves to me about Kenny Omega? And Kenny Omega at his height in New Japan a couple years ago was fun. I liked the whole matches with Chris Jericho. That was a good time. Some of his work there was very good. I enjoyed Kenny Omega then. But it's gotten to a point where either you're a big star or you're not. And Seth Rollins, on the inverse of this, is funny because Seth Rollins is a guy that lost more than anybody last year and is still more over than almost anybody in that company. That's a star. Kenny Omega, if you have to have a belt to walk around with for your ego, like, ugh, dude, I don't get this. And I understand New Japan is trying to, you know, it's Sasha Banks, excuse me, Mercedes. It's Kenny Omega. They're trying to get more eyeballs from the States on the product. I get it. But let's not fool ourselves, boys and girls. Kenny Omega wants to have belts when he walks around. Kenny Omega without a belt doesn't feel like he could be Kenny Omega. And here we go again. So we'll see what happens next. Also in this, you had uh, the FTR dropping their titles. So that's another piece of this puzzle here where we continue to see the FTR uh, lost to uh, Bishamon and FTR dropped their uh, Ring of Honor titles to the Briscoes a couple weeks ago in an incredible, crazy, ridiculous match. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's fun. Uh, but if you don't like blood, don't watch it. It's probably going to upset you. However, it seems like that leaving of FTR is imminent and that's good because I would love to see in 2023... One of my New Year's resolutions is for WWE to resurrect the tag team division in a proper way. They have a lot of these stables they've created, which is a good start. And you can see the seeds that have been planted, whether it be the Viking Raiders, whether it be Legado del Fantasma. You always have the Street Profits. They're very good. You've brought back Gallows and Anderson. 
you have the makings of what could be a very good tag team division. Obviously, you have Chad Gable and Otis. You have a lot of people here. Bringing in FTR to be the class of that division is great. It's going to make everybody better. They're going to put on some great matches. I am not against a DIY reunion between Champa and Gargano. I am not against that at all. I think it would probably save both of them physically from the wear and tear of the main roster a little bit. So, yeah, FTR is definitely jumping ship. They're definitely going to be in WWE in 2023. When that's up, we don't know. Speaking of in WWE, William Regal started work today. It's January 4th when I'm recording this. And yes, he has begun his work there with uh, with the new company, AE, the old company, or IE, what the hell I saying? But anyway, William Regal's back, which is great. William Regal's a great wrestling mind. Having great wrestling minds like him, like Paul Heyman around, it's good for business. It's smart. And I think that's something that we should all be excited about if we like WWE, because you can't have enough uh, good folks in there. Um, we also got some news breaking that Jeff Hardy might not return to pro wrestling, which I'm good with that. I want Jeff Hardy to return to life. So... It's not that I don't want Jeff Hardy to wrestle again, and let's be honest, he's going to wrestle again. Is he going to wrestle as part of a roster? All the, probably not. But I think maybe one time he'll have one match again, or you know, like most guys have three or four retirement matches, this will be the last match. Well, we'll see. But it's not surprising that uh, that's the case. I just want that guy to get better. Uh, and look, AEW, like I said I would talk about this too. AEW couple weeks ago, hit an all-time low for me. I saw the worst segment in AEW history. And it was the Swerve Scott, Rick Ross, and Keith Lee debacle. It was the worst segment I've seen on AEW ever. And that's saying something, because there's been some crappy ones. There's been some great ones. Not trying to say it never had... Of course, it's been some really great stuff on AEW. But oh my god. Like, these people who think that everything AEW touches turns to gold. I don't want to shake them. It's like, what are you watching? This was terrible. Between the Keith Lee no-sells of the two big giant jabronis, whatever the minor league pitcher is, and, and uh, the quote-unquote next Brock Lesnar, who, yeah, God, that guy, uh, you know, he doesn't seem to be coordinated at all. I don't know what's going on there. With Parker Boudreaux. Terrible name, the mogul and affiliates, whatever the hell. I, it's, it's terrible. Rick Ross dropping F-bombs. I mean, what in the world? And I feel bad because Swerve, I think, is really good. I used to think Keith Lee was good, but now I'm starting to really wonder what the hell's going on there. If he's just not healthy enough to really be Keith Lee, if his heart's just not in it, I don't know. Keith Lee seems off to me right now. Could be the booking, could just be him, could be, I don't know. Numerous things. What I do know is that Swerve Scott has a lot of potential. And he always did. And once he turned heel in NXT, I think it was really good. And then they screwed it on the main roster. And Hit Road doesn't work because Hit Road doesn't have the leader. And Swerve was the leader and it would have worked if they just let it go. But unfortunately, they let them go. And then it's all been downhill since. And Top Dollar, boy, he's getting the, he's getting roasted the last couple of weeks for his giant rope botch. And he's super sensitive. And come on, buddy, get over it. People botch. Stop attacking the trolls back on Twitter. That means they know you're soft and they're just going to keep coming after you. Stop it. You don't have to prove to anybody anything. You're in WWE. They're not. Ugh, I'll never understand that. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Never wrestle with a pig because you'll both get dirty and the pig likes it. There you go. It's a fun old saying. But at any rate, that was an all-time low for me. I think AEW's got a lot to figure out here. And we still, you know, we are now in the new year. We still have no clarity on CM Punk. We still don't know what's going on there. Hasn't been released from his contract yet. Okay, not that we know of. I'm hoping that as time goes by, they all figure it out and they all have their come to Jesus moment and they realize that they all kind of need each other. Because I don't think CM Punk wants to go back to WWE necessarily. I don't think that necessarily CM, uh, the WWE wants CM Punk. I think they see him, they could get a payday out of it. Probably. I mean, I think there's WWE fans that would like to see him there. But AEW really needs him, and the ratings prove it. I mean, look at the ratings here. You know, without those guys around, it's funny. I did not miss, and I know I'm in the minority, but I did not miss the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega when they were not around. I miss CM Punk not being around, because the CM Punk programs were driving that show. They really were. The CM Punk programs were driving that show, especially the MJF ones. Those were terrific. Even the Hangman Page ones, those were driving the show. So it's kind of frustrating you know, to still be sitting here in this weird sort of limbo. But I do believe in the new year, you're going to have some closure one way or another here. If they were all smart, they would make a crap ton of money here. I say, let's all be men. Let's put this beside us. Let's try to work. Let's, you know, therapeutically get some of this stuff out there and use it. Some of the things we don't like about each other. It'll be hot. It'll be must-see television. That's the thing. When wrestling is based in some sort of reality it sells tickets it does you know you know the rock and stone cold steve austin sold tickets because they were both very charismatic they were both really good at what they did but there was also a gen a genuine rivalry between them because they both wanted to be the top guy and even though they had great respect for each other you could tell they always wanted to be the top guy and i like that and i know dynamite's going to be redoing all their stuff now Full new social media stuff, full new look. So we'll see what that is tonight. Hopefully it's better than what I saw a couple weeks ago. Ugh, that was not good. Not good. Also not good. Injuries in WWE. You don't want to start the year with Seth Rollins being hurt. He let go of a cryptic tweet here. They threw up the X sign. Seems like it could be that knee injury again, that same knee. I don't know if it's an ACL again. I don't know if it's an MCL. I don't know what it is. We haven't gotten any word on it yet. I don't think it's a work. It feels pretty real. But no Seth Rollins for WrestleMania makes me sad because Seth Rollins always puts on great matches there. I heard some people too having this discussion about, you know, Seth Rollins and new Shawn Michaels. And I think the only difference is Seth Rollins hasn't had quite the, um, he hasn't had that other rival yet. And I think Cody is the beginning of that for him. I think if you're going to look back, like if you say, what's the great Seth Rollins matches? Immediately what comes to mind for me is the series he just recently had with Cody Rhodes. I thought the match he had against Roman where he wore the shield outfit again was very good also. 
But if you think about, you know, high point Seth Rollins stuff and some of the best feuds, you know, Shawn Michaels had Bret Hart. He had somebody that was his wrestling equal. And AJ Styles, you know, you know, kind of in that vein, but Cody's kind of more in line of in his prime along with Rollins at the same time. I'm not saying the prime of AJ Styles is past and he is also injured. We'll talk about that in a second. But Sean had Bret Hart and Sean had Undertaker too. And I kind of want to see that. Like, I think Seth Rollins would benefit from working with a, a big man too, but there's not a lot of big men anymore. We're in the spot where there's different, you know, or different body types, which is great. But, you know, when you have those bigger guys and you have the smaller guys who are more athletic, they tend to usually pair very well. Some of the things they're able to do because they can make the big guy look really strong and they can base some of the athletic moves that the smaller wrestler, more athletic wrestler wants to do. So it's a really interesting discussion. I think Seth Rollins could reach that same sort of, he has that same potential, that Shawn Michaels potential. Shawn Michaels is kind of a one-of-a-kind guy. But Seth's ability to reinvent himself constantly is amazing. I think he is more generally over than Shawn was at many times in his careers, too. And only, only you know, that ebbed and flowed with Shawn being over and not, and especially where they were. But it was a different time in the business. I will say this. I'm going to be bummed if we don't get Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Not as bummed as Seth Rollins, but hopefully... It's a speedy recovery for whatever it is. AJ Styles also going to be on the shelf. Broken ankle. That's going to be a while, folks. So we're not going to see him for a good long time. Which sucks because they just put that group back together and they were doing some good things. On the flip side, the whole thing going with Judgment Day with the whole Dominic Mysterio going to prison thing, this might save Dominic Mysterio for me because it is hilarious. It's like, I've been in prison for four hours and now I'm a hardened criminal and I've you know got a teardrop tattoo i mean it's hilarious like seriously hysterical stuff so uh i i almost feel like they're embracing the goof of dominic mysterio in just the right way where we're rolling our eyes and we're in on the joke and it's a joke and it's okay and it's funny i like it it's kind of good <laughs> I like it. it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure that's what it is it's a guilty pleasure speaking of guilty pleasures Want to talk about this today, too. Wrestlers who are worse off in AEW than they were in WWE. Let's talk about that, shall we? Adam Cole is definitely one of them. I'm waiting for Adam Cole to get healthy and get back. I'm hoping when Adam Cole reemerges healthy again someday that he looks like a million bucks and can shut everybody up about, including me, about his physical appearance. I wonder how much of the physical appearance was because of the injuries he had and he couldn't work out. That's very possible, and that's very fair. I'm wondering if Andrade is going to be gone at some point this year in 2023 and go back. Cause you're going to see, see if indeed what happens happens, which I think is going to happen, which is Cody Rhodes being the person to beat Roman Reigns. You're laying out a path for some of the better AEW talent who's being misused to come back. Cause they see that we're going to be handled properly and respected Miro, for instance, another one. Those are some guys there. Miro, Andrade, I'd like to see back in WWE. So that would be fun to see. That is my hope. And that being said, we might as well talk about it. Let's talk about the early predictions for Royal Rumble. On the women's side, what we had recently was had Charlotte Flair return, which was fun and kind of unexpected and out of nowhere. And she had a match and she beat Ronda Rousey. Well, look at that. Charlotte Flair comes back. She's the champ. Boy, 
don't know if anybody's ever been taken care of more by management in WWE than Charlotte Flair. Maybe Hulk Hogan. Maybe. But geez, unbelievable. But probably not the wrong decision. I know a lot of people don't like what Ronda's doing right now. Ronda had a terrible match at the last pay-per-view, but Ronda's still, I think, I think Ronda's still figuring it out. And I think some of the heel stuff that she's doing is good. She just needs to slow down. Her mouth goes too fast. Her mind goes too fast. She just needs to slow down a little bit. And I think that just comes with experience. She's just very energetic. And I think she's got good ideas. She's got good instincts. She just rushes things. So I never thought that Becky and Rhonda needed a, needed necessarily a, uh, a belt to have that match. And I don't think WWE thinks that either. I still think you're going to get Becky and Rhonda, but I don't think that you need anything there. I think you get Becky screwed out of the Royal Rumble, probably. And when that happens by Ronda, you've set up that rivalry again and it could get really hot and really fun. And it's great because everybody will want to root against Ronda and everybody want to root for Becky. And that's perfect. Like the crowds are already very sure of where they are. It's an easy feud. It also lets somebody else step into the void for Charlotte Flair, which you can create a new star here potentially. Now, I don't know who that is. I know who I'd like it to be, but it's not going to be that person yet. I don't think. Now, I think the winner is going to be Rhea Ripley. The question is, are you going to have Rhea Ripley take the belt off Charlotte Flair? Or are you going to have Rhea Ripley take the belt off Bianca? I think it's more likely that it's Bianca. Personally, I think that's where they're going to go with this. Because I think you're kind of setting up this new women's division hierarchy. No more Sasha Banks. There's a void there. You have Becky. You have Ronda Rousey. You have Charlotte. Bailey's still kind of, you know, around there. Asuka's still around. You know, I think we're going to re-debut Asuka's new character at the Rumble, too. I'd be, I'm pretty sure of that. So that could be fun. Maybe you finally get Asuka beating Charlotte Flair. Because I would say this. Asuka's best matches came with Charlotte Flair. She always has great matches. She always loses. So it would be nice for the two of them to have an inverse there where maybe this new, different Asuka character wins. I'm here for that. I will say, though, I think it's going to be Becky Ronda. I think it's going to be Charlotte, maybe Asuka. And I think it's going to be Bianca and Rhea Ripley. And I think we have Rhea Ripley win the Rumble and Rhea Ripley is going to get anointed here. And the first time I saw Rhea Ripley back at Mae Young Classic, I said she's like a female Triple H. I remember saying it to my kids when we watched her. I was like, she has the same vibe, the same feels, the same confidence you know, great heel worker, all that stuff. So I'm here for that. And on the men's side, like I know we've talked about the rock and I know that's been a thing. And then, yeah, as much as that we fun, the rock Roman reigns doesn't need a title. It doesn't, it sells itself. And I know they want to do it in Hollywood and all this stuff. And maybe that's going to be what they do. Or maybe they have Roman fight two nights and he drops one belt to Cody and then wins the next night. So you keep him a SmackDown champion and that's fine too. I accept that. But the one thing I won't accept is not the romantic fun ending that I want here. I think we deserve this. And I think from the standpoint of Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE from AEW, I think it's important to show returning AEW wrestlers, hey, we're going to take you seriously here. If we think you're a big deal, we're going to push you like a big deal. So it sends a good message, number one. Number two, if you have the FDR come back, if the Revival do return, that gives him a nice little grouping there, the three of them. Love that. Absolutely love that. And I think all of us can get behind the idea of, you know, we set up this promo when, when Cody came in. and I, I, The promo after WrestleMania, I'm telling you, it made me cry. When he was talking about his dad, 
who won the title but didn't win the title and, and that whole thing in Madison Square Garden and that all that you're in Hollywood. This is the Hollywood ending. It's all there. And sometimes the right thing to do and the easy thing to do are the same thing. I want to see that. I want that emotional moment. I think we kind of all want to see it. And then I'm sure there's a 50-50 chance that eventually three months later the crowd will turn on Cody in some way and I think he'll be a great heel if that happens. But I think that feel-good moment is good and I think if you set him up with the right people around him after that, it's going to be good. And there's some, look, there's some standouts right now that are starting to bubble up. Okay, guys like LA Knight starting to bubble up. I'm telling you right now, this whole feud with Bray Wyatt to try to get Bray Wyatt, whatever this Uncle Howdy thing is, if it's if it's Bo Dallas or whoever it might be, I feel like LA Knight's coming out the best of it. I feel like Chad Gable is coming out pretty good nowadays. I feel like, you know, some of these, Austin Theory, I think, has come out the other end of some of the bad booking that had been going on. There's a lot there to work with. And I think you're going to see that. And I think anything's an improvement over last year's Rumble. So my early predictions, and I'm not changing off this. I don't see myself changing off. It's Rhea Ripley. Because I think the Becky one's too easy. I think it's Rhea Ripley. And I think it's Cody Rhodes. And I think we just run this Cody program. And if Seth is out, you've taken away that option now to have Seth Cody one more time. And even though that would be good, that's not what I want. I want that again, but I want it for the belt. So maybe we'll get that at SummerSlam. Or maybe we'll get that at Survivor Series. Or maybe we'll get that another time. But a lot of good things here. Road to WrestleMania, unfortunately, has got some uh, injuries on it. But with a possible return of Stone Cold Steve Austin, with possible stuff going on with Sami Zayn, who, by the way, the night I was there was amazing, hilarious, fantastic. Uh, the work he's doing. I think this is going to be a year of some breakouts, too. Solo Sokoa is my big breakout in 2023. That guy has all of the pieces of young Samoa Joe, and I can't get enough of him. I think he's great. I think Grayson Waller's going to be a breakout guy in 2023. I think you're going to see Braun Breaker on the main roster this year. That's going to be fun. I think you're going to see some of these women emerge from the NXT roster too, start to push up a little bit. They're in a good spot here. Now, AEW, you know, if you're going to get Sasha Banks there, if Mercedes is there now, if Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, you have some women there who can actually work. You have the makings of a women's division now, so there's reason for optimism. MJF is your champion, but again, I thought it was a weird time to put the belt on MJF, and I think I was right. It just feels off right now. We shall see. But AEW's got a lot of work to do. WWE, I think, is set up very well. These injuries need to stop. But we are going to push to the Usos against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. We're going to push to someplace very special, potentially, in the next couple months. And I, for one, am excited about it. And I think you should be excited about it, too. And of course, if you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe to In This Ring, wherever you get your pods. Follow us on social media at In This Ring and at Joe Pizzapia17. And that's the bottom line, because Joe P said so. And I want a clean pin of Roman Reigns. Clean pin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.